The following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion, but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This is Opal Singleton and we are coming to you today from beautiful, hot Southern California. But it is going to be a great day. Well, folks, I have something heavy on my heart I want to share with you. I really would appreciate your input, uh, feedback, your thoughts. If you're listening, you want to make a comment on it, even if it's an archive show, and this is three or four months after this show airs. All of these shows are archived at exploitedcrimes.com, exploitedcrimes.com. You may have already gone there to find this, and then you just go to listen and go all the way down and work your way back. And there's over 160 hours of free training on there. This particular one I want to title, uh, When a Child Self-Violates, Films It and Shares It, Who's to Blame? And this is an important subject to me. I have been doing um, significant research this week. I am known for the fact that I've done tens of thousands of hours of research on sex trafficking, human trafficking, social media exploitation, child pornography, all of those things, sextortion. And uh, I see trends. I, I, I see um, a movement almost across America that makes my heart kind of tremor, quite frankly. And I'm not an emotional person that way. I don't like melodrama. I want facts. I want to understand this. I'm, I do train law enforcement and first responders and fire departments and code enforcement, and we deal with facts. We don't deal with a lot of hype and melodrama and marching across the United States and that kind of thing. We leave that to other people. I am all about how do you solve this crime? You know, how do we fix this thing? Do we arrest our way out of it? Can we counsel our way out of it? Can we change uh, the way we're approaching it? And, uh, of course, then there's always a group that wants to be able to legislate your way out of it. My experience is that while legislation is important, there's no doubt about that in order to be able to charge these charges, uh, we're not going to be able to legislate our way out of this. In my opinion, it's a combination of a societal problem and a moral problem. And then it's a legal problem because you have sexual pedophiles in there. So I want to take these uh, four different cases that I have in front of me. And I just kind of want to help you have some thought processes on this. What is happening is that we are seeing uh, an entire epidemic I think it's actually um, a historical trajectory. I like that word. I'm going to write that down, by the way, while I'm at it. Historical trajectory. Anyway, uh, that is taking place here, having to do with our kids being violated. 
you know, if you think about violation and the progression of how all of this has worked over years, sexual violation of a child is nothing new. It's been going on historically for years and years, centuries, eons, eras, on and on. Kings did it. Uh, uh, people did it politically to get even with their with their captors that they they uh, captive and then they would violate their children. So children have been violated all throughout time. I am not ex- uh, expressing an acceptance of that. I find that the violation of a child is absolutely probably the most abominable act on earth. In fact, I think the Bible says something about that, quite frankly, about a millstone hung around your neck if you should violate one of those innocent kids. Uh, so that that is uh, disgusting. It is uh, painful and like that. But what we are starting to see is an entire new era because of social media where kids are enticed into self-violating and then getting exploited. And that's what I want to take a look at today. Before, I have these four cases. They are, by the way, uh, these blogs and these cases all are attached on on uh, exploitedcrimes.com and uh, today they'll be promoted on millionkids.org and all the cases will be there. In the future, uh, I would encourage you to follow me and kids on Facebook. I'm not a fan of Facebook, quite frankly, but you know we use Facebook to educate you, the public, and we post these kinds of cases on there. We're going to be looking today at uh, some cases that has to do with... Uh, a gentleman that was just beat to death in prison. His name was uh, Christopher Mayer. I'm going to talk about his case. We're going to talk about uh, the Bativia man case in there. And we're also going to talk about a uh, a case out of Georgia. I've got to get this man's name. I always do this research and then I forget their names, but we'll come back to it in, in uh, just a minute. Benjamin Jacobs. And... Uh, and we're going to talk about his case. I also want to talk about the Epstein case. Epstein, uh, for those of you that are listening to this in archive, just a couple of weeks ago was found dead in his jail cell. <clears throat> I'm not going to jump into all the media hype. Did he do it himself or did somebody do it to him? I don't know. I don't care. He's to the end and we've stopped that, I hope. But it was interesting because I did a lot of reading. I actually bought James Patterson's book because he had he's known for for reading all the court documentation and the legal documentation. And so much of the stuff that you read in the news is hyped, whether or not you're a Clinton follower or a Trump follower. Uh, so I, I was trying to get to the facts. But one of the facts that did come out is over and over Epstein would send a female, which is very, very common, by the way. In child pornography and child sex trafficking, you would not believe the number of females that do the actual recruiting. Uh, That's a role they play because they want the approval of the pedophile themselves. Uh, so they're, they'll actually play this role. And in this case, Epstein would send this female out into poor communities away from the very elaborate place where he lived. And he would, they would solicit these girls and tell them, you know, all you have to do is rub his back and he'll pay you $200. Uh, if you want to do more, it's up to you. But, you know, that's, there's no requirement to do more. 
And apparently many of the girls actually just rubbed his back and got 200 bucks. Some of them, though, he, you know, uh, inserted his hands or used his hands and uh, did some other things. He was basically impotent. He was apparently deformed. He apparently had a birthmark on there and um, and was totally in a head, for the most part, an inability to consummate the act. And so, therefore, he used these other kinds of kind of weird mechanisms to pleasure himself. What was interesting and where I'm going with this story is that they were approaching these 14, 15, 16, 17-year-old girls. He really liked the 14, 15-year-old age. What you'll find is pedophiles have particular fetishes. They like a girl or they like a guy, a certain age, a certain type. Uh, Although younger ones, they will often do and, and molest both girls and guys. So don't get pigeonholed into that line of thinking that it's only girls or only guys. But what was fascinating to me about this is that uh, she would offer them the money and say, you know, this guy has the ability to put you through college. You can buy a new car. You can take a vacation, all of these things. So while I don't approve of this because at 14, 15, you don't have adult judgment, Still, there is an element that this child made a decision to go along doing that. Now, are they old enough to understand the consequences of their act? Probably not. But also, there has not been a foundation provided to them about the costs of easy money. And I'm always, whenever I read these cases, I say to myself, How do I teach people so that this doesn't keep happening? How can I educate? And one of the things that I think our society needs to start backing up on is that we've lost this concept that if you don't earn your own way, you are going to pay a high price. When you are looking to get money in easy ways, you are going to pay more for it than if you just earned it. I always tell kids in school, easy money will be the most expensive money you ever earn. So there was a decision on those kids' parts to participate. Not only the decision to participate, but the decision to hide that participation from the parent. And in many cases, they took extreme measures to make sure their family did not know what they were doing. Now, am I blaming the victim? No, But what I am saying here, as we get into these other cases, you're going to see over and over and over that the victim is groomed and lured in such a way that they make the decision to participate and they take great effort to hide because something in their gut tells them that this is probably not the right thing to do. And and yet they do it anyway. Now, most of these girls were 15, 16, 17. We're saying probably that that's close enough to adulthood. They knew right from wrong, and they knew what they were about to do wasn't going to be something they're going to stand up and brag about in Sunday school. So there is some element on the part of the victim there. This all, in my opinion, changes when we start talking about victims who are 8, 9, 10 years old because they do not have, first of all, they haven't been through puberty. They are easily manipulated. They want approval. They do not have a self-identity. They don't have a strong moral compass that can guide them one way or the other. 
And yet we still have parents who are handing them a cell phone and giving them a lot of time to be available so that total strangers can now impact them on where they're at and what they're doing. So this is some of the problem because where we're leading now is putting our kids on the World Wide Web and they are not being supervised. They are encouraged to self-violate. That's a fancy word for masturbation, and I'm not saying masturbation is violation, but when you're eight years old and you have a pedophile teaching you to do it, it is violation that you are conducting at the hands of a pedophile and you are doing it yourself. They encourage you to film that and send that off to them, and then the nightmare begins. And this is called sextortion. And I want to continue to talk about what we do about this, who's to blame, how do we fix it, and where can we go from here so our precious children will not be violated. My name is Opal Singleton. This show is called Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We come to you every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. California time. I believe it's also played at uh, 7 p.m. California time on Thursdays also. And they're all archived at exploitedcrimes.com. We're up against that break, folks, so stay with us. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Hello, this is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Hey, let me tell you about my new book, Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by Internet. That means our kids can access the entire world, but the entire world can access our kids, including pedophiles, predators, cartels, and organized crime. New technologies like like encrypted messaging, vaporware, cryptocurrency, and the dark net means pedophiles all over the world can access, groom, and exploit our kids. Right now, over 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed because they sent a naked photo. This book is for parents and educators and anyone who cares about kids. Go to www.millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. It may be the most important thing you ever did to keep your child safe from predators. This is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Did you know that every day in America, more than 9,000 kids are sextorted? That means blackmail with an illicit or naked photo. This does not have to happen. Million Kids has been educating in schools for over eight years now. And it is my dream to make a documentary that we can give to free to every school in America across the nation to educate our kids about how the Internet works and where a naked photo goes when you hit sin. But we need matching funding on this. So if you have it in your heart today to support us in this documentary, please go to GoFundMe Million Kids. That is GoFundMe Million Kids and donate today. We can make this world a safer place for your kids and our kids. GoFundMe Million Kids. Thank you for your support. Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. 
Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking about what happens when a child self-violates, meaning masturbates, films and shares it, who is to blame. So we're on we're talking about online sextortion of minors. And what is happening is it is a true epidemic. We've seen some research lately that has suggested that as many as nine thousand kids a day are being blackmailed by a naked photo, and about more than half of them actually go out and meet their pedophile to negotiate back the return of that photo. So as I try to understand this crime, there are a couple of things that are happening that are extremely disturbing right down to my toes, and that is that the victims are getting younger and younger. In fact, they are so young, they have not yet been through puberty. They don't even really understand masturbation. And so what will happen is these pedophiles, the first thing they do is form large-scale rings. And so in some of these cases, the poor child is talking to more than one pedophile. In some cases, they were actually talking to nine different pedophiles almost simultaneously without understanding that. And these guys take photos of kids that have self-violated or who have been violated And they film that and they show it to this child so they know what to do. Because what is going on here is the child is on the Internet looking for approval, acceptance, for recognition. Uh, we We are creating an entire generation of kids that are looking out to total strangers around the world And your value, your self-worth, based on how many followers you have or how many virtual coins you receive. And so we are programming our children that that success and and, uh, uh, recognition and acknowledgement is coming online from total strangers. And the more you have, the, the more loved and liked you are and the more talented and accepted you are. The problem with that is nobody is explaining to them how that Internet works, who those people are, 
and that some of them are bad guys and will want to do harm to them. Uh, Sometimes I talk about uh, let's create a real-life scenario so your child can visualize it. If you are going to put your eight-year-old child on the World Wide Web where they're going to look for acceptance and approval of people they never met, then take them down to the strip joint first and leave them off for a half hour so they can see that some of the people out there maybe don't look like your Sunday school teacher. Take them to the bus depot or the train station where there are thousands of people and say, some of these people are really good people, but some of them don't want the best for you. How do we teach our children what is going on in the World Wide Web to put them in an environment that they do not understand and leave them alone is just ludicrous to me. So that's a start in the right direction is who's to blame. Well, part of it is the child is not to blame, but the child is being put in an environment that no one explains the dangers of. That's the first problem. So this started for me this week. Uh, you know, I do massive amounts of research. I'm getting ready to do an eight-hour course over at USC on September 7th. It's all sold out, so I'm doing massive amounts of research to prepare for this. And uh, in in my research came uh, this article about Christian Mayer. It's spelled M A spelled. M-A-I-R-E, Christian Mayer. Christian Mayer was part of a sextortion ring. Actually, he led it. Uh, he, he was known because there were nine guys in this ring. Most of them were somewhat ugly, by the way. They had never met. They're all pedophiles. They prefer sex with children or at least looking at photos with sex with children. In this case, they apparently enjoyed taunting and and uh, controlling children. Now, Christian Mayer is a good-looking guy, or at least he was. He's dead now. But he was a good-looking guy. He was successful. Many pedophiles are very disciplined. They're very uh, corporately successful. They will have, uh, they're educated. They have good jobs. Uh, And he led this ring of people that, uh, of sextortionists, basically, And what happened is that he had met all these other people online, nine of them, and uh, this is is all, I'm sure, on my website. And they had never met in person, but they'd all decided that they like to harass and torment children. Now, this man is married, he's attractive, he's accomplished, he's intelligent, and he has children of his own. I don't know if he was molesting them or not. We don't think so. There's no indication of this. So I'm sure that had Christian Mayer still be alive today, which he's not, but if he was, and you sat and talked with him, he would tell you that he was unable to see the damage that he was doing to his predators. I'm not forgiving him in any way, but if we're going to combat this crime, we have to understand how it works in the minds of the pedophiles to be able to go against this. What happened was he led the ring. Uh, He actually broke down and cried in court. His family was with him when he got arrested. 
most of these guys are unable to realize that they are committing a crime for which they may do more time than if they were committing murder. In this case, he got 40 years. Now, we have one out here in Southern California, which was our case. He was married with three children, a realtor, and he was doing this kind of sextortion and also some some sexual uh, trafficking. He got 122 years in prison. I know many murderers who never get that much, and he just appealed and lost. He had hundreds of victims, just the same as Christian Mayer did. What happened was they found him dead in prison. He had been beaten to death. Uh, there's no no doubt about that. Everybody agrees that um, what had happened. He coerced girls aunt to do sex acts on camera and held trust-building sessions that involved winning a victim's trust if she was suicidal or cutting him themselves. For instance, now, you get that already? This is a father who's talking to 8, 9, 10, 11, 12-year-old girls who are cutting, who are suicidal, and his approach to it is not stop tormenting them, but rather build trust sessions so that they won't actually act out so they won't get caught And this. When he was arrested... Uh, I'm looking here. Oh, he said he sobbed in court, telling the judge, "I am sick," as he begged for a chance to redeem himself. Details on his death was not immediately released, but it was labeled an apparent homicide, meaning he was killed in prison. Visiting hours at the prison was suspended and was placed on limited operations status. They're investigating the crime. What would happen is that he recruited these eight other guys. They pretended to be teenage boys. They stole pictures online and set up fake profiles. Next, they scoured popular social media sites looking for targets. They especially liked GIFYO, Periscope, YouNow, and My Laugh Out Loud. My LOL is a dating site, by the way, which describes itself as the number one teen dating site in the U.S., Australia, U.K., and Canada. So... Here's the situation. You have a guy who is leading a large-scale ring, and the whole purpose of this is to seduce and violate children. Now, keep in mind, he's doing this in a home where he already has children and a wife. He has a good job, he's highly educated, and he's leading this ring. This is not uncommon. I'm going to show you another one here in a minute. This Batavia man, this one makes me just so violently ill, I can barely read this to you. This is Richard DeVito. Had hundreds of videos, thousands of images, Richard DeVito did. Now, he did not lead a ring, per se. He did much of this himself. Uh, He electronically crept in the bedroom of dozens of preteen girls as far away as Australia and encouraged them to perform sexual acts on video. He had tried to convince senior U.S. District Court judge that he deserved a lesser prison sentence because he had merely been sexting to the girls for, that are ages 8 to 12 that he met on a popular social media app such as Musical.ly and Uvu. Well, the, the judge disagreed, and I'm proud of that. But what was happening is this provided, he used Uvu live video chat feature to communicate through real-time video conference calls where he showed the girl pornography and asked her to engage in sexually explicit conduct. Keep in mind, many of these girls are 8 to 11 years old. They have not gone through puberty. And so this is going to be a real challenge going on here. 
how do you ever rehabilitate this child? What is happening is before they ever have their first sexual experience, this man came into their lives, won their trust, got them to self-violate, and in one case did over 2,400 photos of herself and sent them off. Where the heck is the parent? Is it the predator's fault? Is it the parent's fault? Is it the app's fault? Is it the kid? And what can we do to stop this? This is Opal Singleton. We're up against that hard break, so stay with us. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Hello, this is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Hey, let me tell you about my new book, Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by Internet. That means our kids can access the entire world, but the entire world can access our kids, including pedophiles, predators, cartels, and organized crime. New technologies like encrypted messaging, vaporware, cryptocurrency, and the dark net means pedophiles all over the world can access, groom, and exploit our kids. Right now, over 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed because they sent a naked photo. This book is for parents and educators and anyone who cares about kids. Go to www.millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. It may be the most important thing you ever did to keep your child's safe from predators seduced the grooming of america's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in america three out of four victims are u.s citizens most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the internet sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo sometimes it's catastrophic Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking about uh, when a child self-violates, they film it, they send it out there trying to please a pedophile, 
and then they become exploited or sextorted. And who is at fault here? Is it the parent? Is it our society? Is it the pedophile? Or is it the app maker? And more important, rather than to find the blame, which I'm going to tell you there's plenty of blame to go around here, what we need to do is find out ways to fix this. So before I finish here, this Batavia man, DeVito, uh, I've talked about this on the air before because it just kind of frosts my cookies to think about what's going on here. With one little girl who was only eight, he exchanged 2,400 messages with the girl in one month. So 24, 30 div- days divided into 2,400, that's 80 a day. How does an eight-year-old, first of all, get a cell phone that much that she can send 80 messages a day to a pedophile. On top of it, they found 67 videos and 1,700 images of the victim. Uh, and these were uh, 67 videos, okay, and 1,700 images on there. And on top of it, it's uh, she actually uvu'd with him. Now, uvu is no longer in session, but it is like Skype. It's a it's a um, live streaming kind of thing. This little girl is eight. I point that out because she has zero judgment. She may be the cutest, most brilliant, smartest little girl on earth, but she is eight, and she does not have adult judgment. She doesn't really understand sex and like that. So as I kind of dissect this discussion, one of the things that I go through in my mind, the first thing I blame is society. Uh, Not that that's going to fix it, but I do think that we need to understand this element of society that is going on. First of all, we are teaching our children that it's okay to twerk when they're eight. Now, twerking is the emulation of a sex act with the fast movement of your behind. And we've all been there, trust me. I mean, starting with, you know, Elvis Presley gyrating and all the people out there making dance moves. And then you get Miley Cyrus and her twerking. I get that people have done this for a very long time. But at some point in time, our society needs to teach people to respect their own bodies Because when you're eight and you think it's cute to look like that you're having a sex act and you film that and you put it on TikTok all around the world, you are going to end up being violated because your actions are going out on the worldwide stage. It was one thing when you did that in the privacy of your bedroom or just in your house and your family laughed at you but said, you know, hey, honey, that isn't all that cool. But now they're on the worldwide stage. If you get on this mass audience live streaming like TikTok, and it is not TikTok's fault, it is the kind of communication it is, and we are putting our people, our young people, on a vehicle that will go around the world without explaining to them that this car is leaving the household and going out to the entire world. And when you get out there and start start shaking your little booty, People are going to reach back to you, and you're going to think that you're really, really popular, but all you really, really are is about to be exploited. And so for us to put these these innocent children on the World Wide Web and allow them to shake their little booty like Miley Cyrus is a societal problem, and it's a parental problem, because we need to start to put morals back into our children. 
we are we are taking children out and putting them on the World Wide Web where they will end up being violated. It's that simple. It is inevitable. It is the trajectory of our society at this point. So it's a societal problem. It is a parent problem. When you have an eight-year-old, an eight-year-old does not get a phone unless mom and dad are paying for it. And if you have a child that not only has a phone, but they're on it so often that they can send 2,400 messages and 160-some videos and actually uvu with a pedophile, somebody isn't paying attention. So that's a problem. And I talk to parents about it. But then you get parents that are in a divorce, and mom has the phone, and she wants to give more latitude to the kids so that the dad looks bad. Or the dad has the phone, and he he lets the kid do whatever they want so the mom looks bad. Folks, if you're doing that to your child, you are destroying your child's soul because they will do things that they will pay a very high price. I believe that a child should never have a phone until they're old enough to have a sex talk. And at eight years old, you are not old enough to have the adult sex talk. You are putting your child on the World Wide Web, and you're literally setting them up as bait for predators and pedophiles. If you're putting them out there and you're not paying attention, it is that simple. I don't know any other way to put that. Okay, let's talk about who's really at fault. These guys are sick bastards. They are. I'm going to tell you that. Pedophiles have always been sick bastards. Sorry about my language, but there's no Christian word for anybody who lures in these kids. But there is a whole new trend going on. And for the sake of this show being an educational thing, as opposed to just passing moral judgment, what we have to understand is these pedophiles do not recognize the the impact of their acts. And that does not excuse them. It is up to our society to make it very clear. And we are entering a whole new age where we really need to do that. The reason for that is that this pedophile here, this um, Christian Mayer, uh, and also DeVito, they stood before the courts and absolutely did not understand the impact of their acts. You see, what happens is a kid gets on the World Wide Web, and they do not understand the world they're living in. It's a fantasy world with no consequences. So they can sing and dance on there because they equate it. They're eight. They're nine. They equate it to being on TV. And they think they're going to be discovered, so they give it all they have. So they are unable to recognize that the Internet is not a world without consequences, that, in fact, it is a global communication device that will connect you to some of the most vile people on Earth. And they are out looking for you. So to not explain that to a child is a problem. The other problem that you have is these pedophiles – get a great deal of pleasure out of violating a child, but in their mind, as long as it's only online, they haven't touched her. You see, this is where I'm going with this conversation. I have an entire chapter in my book called The Prism of Shame and Phantom Relationships. You see that pedophile's on the other end, and they're making out like it's okay because they're not really doing anything to that child. They're not touching the child. The child is simply touching themselves. In their mind, they're just showing them how sex acts are, and they're laughing as these kids are self-violating. 
And I'm sure some of them aren't very good at it, quite frankly. And so what is happening is the pedophile is excusing their own behavior because they're not actually touching a child. They are unable to see the damage that is taking place here. The reason this is so important is this idea of phantom relationships. This kind of online sexual self-violation, in my opinion, will cause greater harm, greater damage to a child's psyche their self-image, their self-esteem, their self-image of themselves sexually than any other act that you could ever do. Because what happens is this kid self-violates and they're standing there waiting as they send off that photo for this guy that they've envisioned to be wonderful. Maybe he's a famous rap star. Maybe he's a gorgeous hunk of some sort. And they've sent their cute little photo of their naked little body off to him. And they're waiting for this guy to go, oh, baby, you are beautiful. But they turn on these kids and they begin to degrade these kids. And they put them in mental slavery. And they want more photos. They begin to literally blackmail the child. The child will change. They will shut down. They may start cutting, as was the case here of Christian Mayer. Many of those girls were cutting. Some of them were suicidal. And the and Mayer is claiming, well, I had no idea. Well, he's lying through his teeth because they actually had a trust-building session. If a kid started going too far, then they'd reel him back in and talk him out of cutting and like that. So they knew what was going on. But think about the lifetime impact on that child. They look around the room and they feel absolute shame and humiliation. And they are being blackmailed. But there is no one in the room to blame. They are the only ones that did it, and they did it based on a fantasy relationship, based on the manipulation of nasty old men who are claiming that they are not guilty because they did not touch the child. The child looks around, and I call this the prism of shame and phantom relationships. There is no one in the room to blame but themselves. It will destroy who they are for the rest of their lives. As you read the victim testimonial in these courtrooms against Christian Mayer and against uh, DeVito, you will see that this crime is a greatly devastating crime. It is a crime against the family as mothers and fathers find out that their child has 4,000 videos of them masturbating and self-violating and doing horrible stuff to themselves and that it is being shared by pedophiles in the dark web by the tens of thousands, in some cases hundreds of thousands, forever and ever, and they cannot get it back. It will change who that child is forever. It will change their own sexual self-image. It will change their version of sexual relationships in the future, and it will change how they believe in themselves. It will change the family And this is one of the most devastating crimes of the 21st century. My name is Opal Singleton. This show is Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are up against that break, so I'm going to ask you to stay with us, and we'll close this out in a minute. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Hello, this is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Hey, let me tell you about my new book, Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by Internet. That means our kids can access the entire world, but the entire world can access our kids, including pedophiles, predators, cartels, and organized crime. New technologies like like encrypted messaging, vaporware, cryptocurrency, and the dark net means pedophiles all over the world can access, groom, and exploit our kids. Right now, over 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed because they sent a naked photo. This book is for parents and educators and anyone who cares about kids. Go to www.millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. It may be the most important thing you ever did to keep your child safe from predators. Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers, will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. This is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Did you know that every day in America, more than 9,000 kids are sextorted? That means blackmail with an illicit or naked photo. This does not have to happen. Million Kids has been educating in schools for over eight years now. And it is my dream to make a documentary that we can give to free to every school in America across the nation to educate our kids about how the Internet works and where a naked photo goes when you hit sin. But we need matching funding on this. So if you have it in your heart today to support us in this documentary, please go to GoFundMe Million Kids. That is GoFundMe Million Kids and donate today. We can make this world a safer place for your kids and our kids. GoFundMe Million Kids. Thank you for your support. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited. Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. 
Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking about when a child self-violates films that shares it, who is to blame. We've talked about the parent, we've talked about society, we've talked about the pedophile, and now let's talk about the app. The app maker is not responsible in these cases right here because of the fact that they make it very clear that you're supposed to be 12 to be on things like TikTok and LiveMe and like that. Having said that, we need to keep pressure on app makers. There are algorithms, there are bots that they can run through their sessions, and that is happening now throughout. I just came back from the Crimes Against Children's uh, a conference down in Dallas, and uh, I sat right next to the head of security of Facebook. I sat right next to the head of uh, social media, uh, cyber something or other, Emily um, Vass- Vassar, I think it is. Uh, these are people who are also investing and, and making great effort. However, we have to be realists here. There's 1.6 billion users on some of these sites. They can run all the bots in the world, but they are not going to find every naked picture that is out there. They are finding millions of them, and they are turning them over to our government, and our government is investing heavily in crimes against children. I just came back from two conferences on that, and this is going to be a technology-based crime-solving in the future as we move out. Think about this. If TikTok now has more users than Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat, and it's a Chinese-owned company, you know, how much effort are they putting in? And so you need to kind of ask who owns what before you put your child on there, and what are they doing to make it safe? But more important. I think this has to start from the bottom, and that is the reason why I want to make a documentary. We must educate our kids and our parents on how the Internet is made. It is not a free-for-all world. We ha- What other time in our life would we hand a child a device that puts them out there with over a billion users, and we don't tell that child how it works And that there are bad guys out there and having a million followers is not an ideal consequence of your popularity. Okay, that is what where this is going wrong. We are teaching. I was I was at and she was a wonderful lady. I'm not putting this lady down. I am using her only as the fact that this is so typical of today. I was speaking about this particular app, and she says, you know, my daughter has a million followers, and she thought that was amazing, because in her mind, that's like America's got talent, and her child is being discovered, and I said, really, a million followers, how old is she, and she said, 11, I said, does that scare you? Think about this. If your 11-year-old has a million followers, what percentage of them are bad guys? And she said, I never really thought about it. Can they reach back to her? And I said, so she's on there and nobody understands how this device works? Because, yes, anybody can text back to your child. All a pedophile has to do on mass audience live streaming like like L-I-K-E-E, TikTok, uh, Live Me, and soon-to-be Lasso is a pedophile, all they have to do is sign up and wait. And your child wants to be discovered. And so they see the video, they text back, they go, wow, you are really good. Let's meet on Instagram, send me more videos, and I'll get you a contract. And that is how the fantasy begins. And so for all of us to participate in this without understanding is a challenge. 
I'm asking you folks, if you would consider coming along with us, we are in the process of making a documentary to explain how this works. We have gotten the initial funding. We're going to need a lot more funding to get it out there. I want it free to every parent, every child, every, every school in America. And we will talk about how it works, how it's made, how it works, and how to protect yourself on it. It's no different than teaching a four-year-old to cross the street. You take somebody by the hand, you watch the lights, and you know that there is no, nothing wrong with crossing a street. But you have to do it within the parameters so you don't get hurt. And for us to enter this entire new era without giving them the power, the education, the instruction, the knowledge, and informing people how all this works is absolutely ludicrous. My name is Opal Singleton. The show is brought to you by MillionKids.org, M-I-L-L-I-O-N-K-I-D-S, MillionKids.org. I would encourage you to go to Million Kids and hit that donate button. Even if you can only give me $10, $15, $25, if you can give us more, we'd appreciate it. We are taking this on across the nation. Those of you who know me know that I'm not backing down on this baby. I don't have any money. I've been doing this 11 years. I'm probably older than everybody who's listening out there. I don't give a rip. We are going to do this. But I need you to donate to do it. I need you to go to www.millionkids.org, find that donate button, or you can just go on Facebook to Million Kids and donate. It also has our P.O. box on there if you want to send us a check. Have a fundraiser for us. They just did that. The Hillside Church over there in Rancho Cucamonga, the Generations class, just held a fundraiser at IHOP and raised over $1,000 for us. And I so much appreciate it. And Idlewild Seroptimus did a comedy night. You know, hold a fundraiser. Let's make this happen. We have gotten the money together. We're starting to write the scripting on this documentary we are, we are knowing who we're going to uh, make it, and we are going to give that free everywhere we can across America. But I need your help to do it. So I'd ask you to come along with us. This does not have to happen. It is happening because we haven't prepared our kids. Our parents are absolutely naive and not paying attention. They have a veil of denial. The way to overcome that veil of denial is to educate those kids and educate those parents. We must take this on. These pedophiles must pay, pay the price. That is exactly what happened here in Christian Meyer's case. David is still in prison. There are many, many people in prison for this. They have to understand that just because they don't touch a child doesn't mean they haven't violated that child's life for the rest of their life. And we can continue to go after the app maker. I get all that. My name is Opal Singleton. The show is called Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Please go to millionkids.org and donate. I'd ask you to download this show, share this show, pass it around to everyone you know. And we're going to see you next Thursday morning at 7 a.m. You can write to me at Opal at Million Kids. In the meantime, give me your opinion. And I'm going to ask you to join forces with this, folks. Let's take this on. This is Opal Singleton. You folks have a great week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week. 